What's that noise? You're fine. What's that noise? It was going. What's happening? Why? I said, what's that noise? And you were like, shh. Oh, why, why are you talking quiet today? I'm not. You are. Do you think it's the volume on my mic? No, you're just talking quiet today. Mm. How are you today? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. What are you torn about? Because this is the 88th episode. And you don't know what to talk about? Well, in the Chinese culture, 88 means um, fortune. Fortune. Good luck. But also 88 is a number used to associate with white supremacy because the eighth letter of the alphabet is H. So 88 is HH as in Heil Hitler. So I think that we probably should just say that balances itself out. Thank you to the Chinese culture for giving us the good luck and fortune of what 88 means. And I can't remember exactly. because I think 88 sounds like a word that means wealth. I think that's what that's about. We can go with that. And then we're going to... 100% castigate and um, speak against the violence and victimization of those who are uh, in the white supremacy movement. We're just going to celebrate inf- instead that this is our 88th episode. 12 away from 100. That's ridiculous. 12. I'm Dr. Carroll. I'm Nathan Morris, and this is Trying Dial. so witty you're so witty you're so witty you you can just you're coming in hot in a good way today Talk i'm excited about i'm sweaty there's so many things that we have been working on as a team since november especially for one of these projects it's november of 2018 and it is july and we're we're about we're about six weeks out i tell you you're lucky these acquisitions and in other industries sometimes can take you know three five even longer years well, I just think, I think it kind of coincides with what we talked about in the previous podcast with the sales aspect. Yeah, uh, I I didn't realize in talking through that episode, I I realized what my role is, and I th- I think people are starting to realize that they're in good hands with us. Yeah, and it's really really nice to have a team of people behind you, beside so, you. Somebody reported recently that there is uh, they were in conversation with a person who lives about two and a half hours southeast of where we are currently. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the services that you provide uh, and how the word is is out that the professionalism and excellence is unparalleled. And that's that's pretty incredible. I mean, to go two and a half hours away and someone still know and we have a reputation for care is, is awesome. And but we're not always we're not always gonna get it perfect. However, we are open to uh, hearing Flaws, hearing about flaws, and finding ways to to come up with a um, a middle ground, if you will. I think what sets us apart, Doctor Carroll, and this is kind of where I want to go with this, is how we represent so many other people as people. Like we aren't just Nathan Morris out there being a jerk to our neighbor because they're blowing their grass clippings in our in our driveway. That did not happen, by the way. That's just a scenario that yeah, could. That's like a parable. Like yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah. really happen, but yeah, it proves the point. Correct. 
we represent everyone in which we are associated with, affiliated with, related to. And I'm saying that because like a lot of places in our profession, when the funeral's over, the people, you know, peace out. You know, you can come get your death certificates or we can deliver them and that's that. You, the extension of our care post-funeral, when the grief is still there, when they're not going to sit and talk about it, they have someone and they're apparently in droves are being uh, calling upon you and that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's great. People need to know that they're taken care of afterwards. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm so grateful to be alive in this time when people are recognizing that therapy, uh, grief therapy, all kinds of therapy, uh, does not deserve a negative stigma. Right. And what's happened in, I think, this work that we're sharing in you in the funeral world and my world of therapy is that coming together, we have uh, really started to highlight how absolutely essential, necessary even it is, that people not be treated as customers, but be treated as extensions of family who, who we know are experiencing deep sadness mm-hmm. and grief and need to be cared for. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about this whole people not realizing or thinking about the fact that they represent so many others, right? Why do people, how do people forget that? You know, like if you go through life and you're a bull, there's nothing wrong with being a bull. That's a, a analogy that some use to say that they're aggressive in getting things done. But I'm saying an aggressor and like being problematic or hateful toward or reactive or all these things. I mean, you know, if one of our team members does that, then they're like, oh, well, then they, they must have a terrible culture. How many times have you seen someone cut you off on the highway <laughs> and they're in a company vehicle? And there's even a number that was... How's my driving, question yeah, mark. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I don't think that we remember that we have on our bumpers information about the people we represent. So as we go through life cutting people off in conversation, relationships, in the way that we provide services, whether it's in the world of... Um, funeral provision, whether it's in the world for me, therapy, whether it's in your world of medical care, education, business, people connect you with the people you represent as they should. In many ways, in business, we are extensions of the people with whom we serve, people by whom we are employed. And people, other people tend to make assumptions, uh, right or wrong, and affiliations and associations with us and with the people we represent as they should. I'll never forget in college, uh, the boys' baseball team, of which I was not a part, traveled to Florida for a spring break tournament, and they decided that they were going to uh, expose themselves, their nether regions, on the backside. Wow. The moon. Oh, okay. To a, a car full of young women on the interstate. That's so gentlemanly. Driven by a man. And uh, the passenger seat looked to be maybe the man's wife and maybe they were the parents of these. And so the college baseball team traveling north from Florida in a college van Mm. gets a call on the Monday following. The president takes the call because it was the chairman of the board of trustees who was driving that car. It was the chairman of the board of trustees who was also the father of those two girls who got an eyeful of some baseball butts. And 
those gentlemen, I will use that term. So we need to remember that we're always representing someone else. I have a really funny story. I got to leave out names, but in my profession, there's a cemetery and cemeteries can solicit. Solicit means knock on doors and try to sell free cemetery plots. It's actually really a real thing. And Ring, you know, yeah. the doorbell, yeah. well, it has the app, but it also has like neighborhood, like people close proximity of your neighborhood. They'll send, hey, watch out for this guy or this person's, okay. you follow me? Yeah. So there was this really, really funny post the other day that I saw from 100 days ago. We had just gotten this doorbell. And it said, there's a really creepy guy out here saying that he's trying to sell cemetery spaces. And I watched the video and laughed hysterically because it's someone that I have to work alongside sometimes. And they're a goober. Oh, you know who it is. Yes. It was like, I felt like I was at a theater workshop of Owensboro watching a play. So the person didn't answer the door, but you can hear them like saying hello and they're like hello this is so-and-so from so-and-so and and i'm here to give you a free space yeah i was like oh my god the person literally thought they were bluffing it was that ridiculous i have a really good story about this as well now that you've jogged my memory so uh as you know i was a pastor for almost 20 years and 10 of which here in owensboro kentucky at the first presbyterian church and uh one day I had just officiated a funeral, which I did many, many, many times. And a a sales rep from uh, an unnamed cemetery appeared in the church office. And as my then administrative assistant office manager would do, she would refer those conversations to me. So I came back from the graveside service and took off, you know, my jacket. It was a hot summer day. And my office manager escorted this woman back to my office and she sat down with a kind of one of those old school photo albums with the like thin plastic kind of quasi laminate things where you'd slide the picture down in there and it would kind of jostle around and whatever. There were a bunch of those and she had these and there were pictures. So she was representing the cemetery and she was trying to sell me a plot and she leads with, have you ever been to a funeral? So my office is across the hall from the sanctuary, which smells so much of flowers and flowers from a funeral have a very particular smell. Mm-hmm. So of course she wasn't context savvy. So she was showing me pictures of plots that people had had done for themselves, some of which include plumbing. Uh, there was some PVC work that had been done because there was a client who was afraid of water and was afraid of drowning. And so they had plumbing. There were people who were afraid of bugs. And so they were talking about how there are these extra seals and you could, it could be treated for bugs and varmint and snakes and that kind of thing. And it was unbelievable. And so at the end of this, she said, well, because you've listened to this, we'd like to offer you a free three-day, two-night um, Bahamas excursion. And uh, I was like, wow, that's I didn't see that one coming, right? So she gives me this pamphlet and... Uh, about a month later, I go over to the office and I say, hey, I got this. And they're like, we have no idea what what that is, what you're talking about. So I don't know who this was that I talked to, but she was representing this particular cemetery and they didn't know anything about this free gift. And when I told them the description of the person and the first name I was given, they didn't know anything about her. They said they didn't. So I'm not sure which was which, but it was odd. They definitely probably well they defi- definitely, they definitely probably did. they did know who they did absolutely they, just, they weren't gonna they had no intentions of making good on that offer that's hilarious plus that's really weird yeah the whole plumbing thing 
I mean, I've never heard anything like that. Right? I wish I had a copy of that. Aren't you glad that they don't represent you? It just goes to show how important it is that you have people that you can trust who are going to be representing you. I just, this earlier today, this uh, client was talking about how they're going to a a specialist out, out of town and they were not able to get the physician that they wanted. They're getting someone in that person's practice. And I said, hopefully, reassuringly, I, I don't think that they would have someone in their practice who was anything less than excellent. Because I wouldn't have someone in my practice who wasn't excellent. I mean, you don't surround yourself with dim bulbs so that you think that you shine bright. You surround yourself with brightness so that everybody who comes in, regardless of who they see, find peace and comfort and some help. And, you know, when you represent someone, you need to be as bright and as incredible and excellent as as they are. What do you do if you have no control and someone represents you that's not good enough? And you know they're not good enough. And good enough, what I mean is, is you're not judging them and from the standpoint of a, a human being. you're Help me understand that. What do you mean when you say if, if you have no control? Okay, you work at a factory. Okay. And you're in a, I'm not 100% sure how a lot of factories operate, but I would assume that they're operating in quadrants, if you will. This group does this, this group does this. Well, let's say you have a group that does the same motion over and over, and there are three people in that group, one of which is the weak link from the standpoint of just, I guess they would weed themselves out, right? Well, that would be like a managerial responsibility to do work on evaluating, yeah. and reviewing work. and but, they, but that wouldn't that person on that line, let's say they're in manufacturing and they're, they're on a, a product line, that person isn't really representing the brand. But they go out to the bar that night and they're talking whatever about the company they work for. And now they are representing the brand. I'm not so sure that that actually hurts the brand. But it's the manager's responsibility, I think, to kind of figure that out and weed that out. Yeah. HR and whatnot. But hopefully if we have people representing us, we have some say in who that is. And for those people out there who do have businesses and they do have sales reps who are working for them, they those people, literally, it's in their job title. You are a representative. Yeah. You are an extension of your employer. And when people experience you, they're experiencing their employer. Really important that you do that well. My mom used to send me off with this maternal benediction once I got my driver's license. And uh, she would basically say in one way or the other, remember who you are. It's important to be reminded. You're Carol. Remember who you are. We don't do certain things. Whether you're on a date, which I didn't have any of back then, or you were on the basketball court, which of course I wasn't often because I was on the bench. Wherever you were, (laughs) um, make sure that you remember who you are that you come from this family and this family has values and you need to remember those values when you're out. Of course, what I've learned since is that I can honor those values and still be myself, even if those values are different. That's important. And uh, I can still be a good representation of the family name, so to speak, even though I might be very different in quality or in philosophy or in makeup or in moral thinking. Like I I can be different, but still be a good representative. And I think that's been part of my 
work as an adult is still bring honor to my <clears throat> my family, even though no one around me knows my family because I'm so far away from home, but from my home of origin. But I can still work hard to make sure that I'm not an embarrassment to to anybody. That You're was not important. an embarrassing to me. You're not an embarrassment to me. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> you definitely set the bar low for me. There. Yeah, I. Whatever you do, just don't embarrass me. You did don't embarrass me. I I like being able to you know, find common ground with people. And they say, lay with the dogs, get the fleas, find people who are better than you. You are like the company you keep, yada, yada, yada. Right. I always like when people are trying to put an affiliation with me to drop, you know, my late grandfather's name. And I go, oh, it's really neat. Really? Yes, cool. absolutely. Frank Harris. Oh, I know Frank. Hmm. Yep. There's a guy that comes in here who, a gentleman, I should say, not guy, comes in here and he is uh, named after him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat to see him. It is neat. Grandfather's dead, of course. That's why I'm saying that. Right. Yep. So uh, speaking of representation and family, is there a person or is there a, uh, uh, an amalgam of people in your family that you would like most to emulate, imitate, or be like? Definitely granddad. Frank. Frank. He had this ability to reason, like... Very, he raised eight children, he and grandma. He worked, grandma stayed home. So together they raised eight children and all eight actually have turned out really well. When I say that, I mean, they have been good contributors to society, successful jobs, good families. I mean, right. it's impressive. I mm -hmm. mean, to have eight and eight, mm -hmm. <laughs> not have one fall off or something. You get what I'm saying? That's pretty huge. It's actually a really big deal. And he just had this way later in life to be able to really reason and, um, very intelligent man. Mm. Wrote with a pencil. Wow. So he could go back and fix things. Actually, ledger, like he did all of my accounting. So smart. Yeah. He was He was just an inc incredible human being. A faith-filled, godly, uh, honored his wife, you know, honored his children, was very proud of them, proud of his country, served in the military during World War II. I mean, just really cool things. Um, just kind of he, a lot of... And here comes a very big compliment. So I want you to take this. A lot of what you do reminds me of him, how he can talk about a lot. You talk about a lot of different things and you can carry on conversation. You do that. And just his way of being able to talk from his grand, his father uh, working the, the railroad. So he took a, a train. He was a, a conductor or, in, a, yeah, a conductor from Paducah to Louisville and did that every day, 16-hour days. Goodness gracious. Uh, granddad's father. So my great-grandfather during whenever... Uh, racism was huge. A steam engine tips over, okay, and lands and pins an African American male. The steam is shooting out of the front mm. and onto this man. Great granddad ran over to him and was throwing mud on him for hours so he did not get burned. Golly. So, anyway, great granddad had a Wow. Had passed a lot of good values and, you know, beliefs into my grandfather. He's passed them on. It's just pretty neat. Do you know if he survived? He that? survived because of my great-grandfather. Gosh. Because of my granddad's dad. It's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. It's pretty cool. I mean, you are like the company you keep. So, I mean, I think that even takes us to our next thing and says, you know, we as human beings have a huge responsibility to kind of pass some really cool values, morals, you know, integrity maybe, if you will, to others, mm -hmm. to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, especially at the, at the probably one of the, this was in the, 
if I'm not mistaken, the 30s, the 30s, you know? So I'm sure, you know, the black community was ridiculed profusely. I don't know if anybody else would have just allowed them to, but I don't know. It just, that's really neat. That's powerful. I think about that a lot, Mm -hmm. you know? Who are you and I'm not looking? I mean, like, no one was probably around at first to see that happen. I'm sure there's a few people during Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, but that wasn't why he did that. No. Because you don't think that quickly for image. Correct. Who you are comes out in the knee jerk. So Mm. when when someone um, panics or runs away or you you see these, uh, you, I do, because I get stuck in the loop and I'm addicted, but the the loop Uh. of videos of pranks, I mean, I just think they're hilarious. (laughs) And there are these people who dress up like this super tall. um, Slender man? Kind of. Kind of like that, yeah. It is one of them is a Slender Man, and the other one's like a tall Grim Reaper, and they'll come out and they'll turn around a corner, or they'll come out of an elevator, or they'll be in a parking garage, and inevitably there's this guy and girl walking, and the guy will just take off running. The girl will will take off behind him. Maybe she'll fall in this this particular video. I'm not saying that women take off and fall. Women are stronger and faster, but she would fall, and the guy just leaves. He never comes back to get. Her. <laughs> that's who he is, right? He just showed who he is. So he's a coward. He's I mean, I would interest. Yes, I totally least. would run too. However, I would try to grab the hand of a, my wife. Yeah. Other videos or a guy scoops the girl up and runs and it's like, that's who that guy is, right? Or a woman grabs her children and runs and you don't ever see a video of a woman leaving her children in danger. You never see that because that's not who women are. Yeah. Mothers are a different a different breed altogether. So I think we show who we are in times of crisis. And that's why, speaking of the Chinese culture, there's the word for uh, danger means both the characters combined to mean danger and opportunity. So, I mean, crisis and opportunity. So danger is crisis and opportunity. So yeah, there's something terrible happened, but hey, this is, a, this is something that could, we, we can make something of. Pretty incredible. Last night, I got into a deep, dark hole of UFC fighting. I don't know why, mm. but I was watching these three- and five-minute videos of people just pummeling each other. Was and it like top ten knockouts of UFC, whatever? Top five. There mm-hmm. was top five from one of the fighters. I can't recall, nor would I be able to pronounce his name, but it is the intensity of... And then being able to shake hands after literally beating each other to bloody pulps. I just I can't watch that stuff anymore. It's awful. This guy was just doing leg kicks on this guy, and he literally just yes, melts. It's terrible. It's awful. That's so bad. People get hurt so badly. Yeah. God, I wonder what they're able to think. I mean, I mean, they probably develop chronic traumatic encephalopathy pretty quickly. Well, CTE. That. Yeah. So, I want to kind of circle back around sure. and and. Remember what it means that we are representative. You know, for instance, our children. Uh, for you and me, our wives. They, our wives definitely do not need us to represent them because they can, I mean, my wife can completely represent herself. But when I'm out in public without her, how I behave reflects on her. We're different people. We're individuated. We are differentiated. She has her own personality and character, and she is known 
by the way, far more broadly and widely than I am on her own. However, when I'm around and I might run into someone who is a friend of hers at a restaurant and I'm shaking hands and I'm, I need to be aware that I represent and reflect on her and I need to do that well. Right. I think we do that to our children and I think eventually our children do that to us too. This is why it's so important, I think, that we teach our kids to figure out who they are and, and be that and then remind them that part of that is is us too. You know, they need to go and believe what they want to believe and vote how they want to vote, and they don't need to copy what I or we do, but they need to, I think, think well, and that's their re- representation of us. They need to speak kindly. That's their representation. You, you can be who you want, vote how you want, love whom you want, do what you want, but speak kindly, speak lovingly, act in ways that are compassionate, Make for peace. That's the representation I care about, not the specifics. I don't care what you do for a living or how much money you make. I want you to be successful, meaning safe and happy. But at the end of the day, I do want you to be kind and loving. So again, I think that's what people who are faith-based people think about when we talk about being created in God's image. It's not that we look like who God is, but it's that we we love like God loves. We enact kindness the way God does. We work for peace the way God does. That's what imago dei, that's what being created in the image of God means to me. And I think we also are given the beautiful opportunity to be in one another's image to some extent. So I want to do that in a way that lifts up the the people I love the most. Ladies, gentlemen, be sure to know that you represent far more than just yourself. As Dr. Carroll said, be kind. Be kind to yourself, be kind, be a good representation to others, and also be mindful of the fact that there are probably security cameras on you. (laughs) And you don't want to end up on someone's video that Nathan and I are going to be watching in the middle of the night when we can't sleep, trying not to laugh and shake and wake. Do you want a free cemetery plot? (laughs) Oh, and can I please have this planted bush with plumbing?